0: To the More Movement Podcast, where we explore the dynamic connections between sports, physical well-being, and personal growth. Hello and welcome in. My name is Drew Moore. I'm a student physical therapist at Oregon State University in my second year, working on getting that doctorate right now. So with all the free time that I have, I decided to start a podcast. So here we are. And today is going to be our second episode of the podcast, and I want to touch on a topic that is near and dear to my heart sleep now 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 before all of you guys out there that know me start laughing I know it's a do as I say not as I do kind of thing but I have been doing better and there are people that can vouch for me out there that being said I'm not going to show you my my recent sleep history and my you know six month sleep log that Apple keeps on me because they always track everything But that's a story for another time anyways um y'all didn't need to see all that but at least I'm being conscious of the detriment that it can be to my, or well, not can be the detriment that it will be to my health down the road, um, for better or for worse, probably for worse because sleep itself, um, actually, 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 even better. So I looked up, I looked up the definition of sleep because I was curious. I was like, what is the actual definition of sleep? ironically the first thing that comes up is sleep mode on your Mac or your computer. This is what it says. I think this is actually perfect for um, relating it back to the human body. A sleep mode that saves the current state of your Mac including open apps and open documents to the hard disk. This prevents information being lost on your Mac. Dah, 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 all these other things, not important. Moral of the story is even on your MacBook or on your PC or whatever you have on your alienware or whatever those things are called, even on those, it knows the benefits of sleep is to basically save the information that you learned that day or clear out all of the uh, cobwebs and all of the metabolic um, stress that was created throughout the day going through your brain, wash it, cleanse it, and have it be refreshed, ready to go the next day. So on this episode, what we're going to do is, this is going to be a uh, a, a continuing series of information on sleep. Um, and I'm going to call it basically each, like I said last time, each series that we go into is going to be based on lessons. And so it's going to be lessons that we learned from blank. So for this one, we're going to start it off. This the first one. We're going to see how it goes, see how we like it. We're going to love it. So it's going to be things that we learned or lessons that we learned on sleep. So we're going to start off nice and easy with this episode just on the basics. And we're not going to dive in too deep onto uh, the, all of the, the neurophysiology on sleep and um, all of the uh, pathophysiology that sleep can uh impact and how it impacts it and all the nitty-gritty details and sleep washing and all that Da 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 no we are not the huberman lab they i love them don't get me wrong sometimes it goes a little deep we're gonna be more on the surface level of this okay <laughs> um but we're still gonna get into the nitty-gritty about sleep and its importance and we're gonna bring up some nerdy stuff too don't worry. Shout out to my nerds, and we'll get it done. So, sleep. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Basically, the idea is that we have a few different cycles that we go through, um, and it can be broken down into uh, sleep, (laughs) into sleep, into REM sleep, uh, and non REM sleep. And um, there's about four different stages of sleep that we go through, and we cycle through it every 90 minutes, roughly. Um, and we're, again, we're not going to go into all the different Delta waves. If you want me to go into the different, uh, uh waves that we go, uh, that we go through when we go into sleep, I can do that another episode, but for this one, nah. So, yep. So a thing that initiates us to go to sleep is a thing called the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm is basically our, our body's own sleep wake cycle, of like how the sun rises every day um and and sets it's very similar and back in the day way way back in the day like prehistoric days um when we didn't have clocks or alarms or anything to wake us up uh maybe not that far back but um anyways when we didn't have anything to wake us up we would be woken up by the sun rising because we would sync our our uh our circadian rhythm with the sun because typically we would do most of the things that we would do during daylight and then we would sleep at night because it made sense because we couldn't see unless you're using a lantern um and even in the dark that's when all like the creepy crawlies come out and start you know snatching people and stuff like cougars and i don't know bears whatever they had back in the (laughs) saber-tooth line or tigers um and uh, all that stuff so you had all that going on And your circadian rhythm was in charge of keeping it intact. Now, with the modernization of the world, we've had lights going on all over the place, throwing off our circadian rhythm. And it has made us more productive as a society um, because we're able to do work uh, outside of those designated times that the sun is up or the sun is down, especially if you're in, I don't know, like, uh we'll go alaska or if you're in um iceland or norway or ireland maybe ireland uh, i meant to say what's the other one up there greenland there we go nobody really lives there but that's okay if you're in any of those areas up there you're not going to get a, a normal sleep-wake cycle like we would in the in the uh lower 48 um where you have, you know, your 16 hours of, of daylight or eight, at least eight hours of daylight if it's in the winter. And with that, that's going to throw off your circadian rhythm, so you're going to need light to go out and do whatever it is that you need to do um, while also not just having the sudden urge to go to sleep. So when it comes to our different stages of sleep, we have our NREM sleep and then we have our REM sleep. These can be broken down even further into... NREM 1, 2, and 3, and then REM sleep itself is its own portion, and then if you want to get even more fancy, we can call it, uh, we can add in a fifth one, and that's when you're awake. So So let's start off with our NREM sleep. So when it comes to NREM sleep, we have our NREM 1, NREM 2, NREM 3, and then we have our REM sleep. Um, It's its own thing because it's just got to be different. Starting off with NREM sleep, NREM 1 is thought to be where we take that last deep breath, you know, we're maybe a few minutes into uh, our sleep at this point, and we're able to uh, notice our body temperature is, well, (laughs) we're not noticing it, but our body temperature starts to drop, our heartbeat starts to slow, and we start to relax, that's NREM1. NREM2 is where we start to have more of the same, so our body temperature is dropping, our heart rate is dropping, and this is also where we're going to see some of those sleep spindles start to uh, pop up. And sleep spindles are, are important for uh, memory consolidation, which is why sometimes, um, or actually not even sometimes, some studies have shown that it can be beneficial right after you learn something if you take a quick little, you know, 25 30 minute nap that can help consolidate whatever it is that you just learned more rapidly than it would uh if you were to just you know pull an all-nighter I'll remember it in the morning because I'm staying awake so I can't forget it and then you forget everything and you fail your exam and then you don't end up going to get into whatever program you want to get into and then it's just a terrible situation for everyone involved don't do that and then we arrive at NREM stage three. This is going to be known as deep sleep. And this is going to be where we have the majority of our benefits when we go to sleep. Which is why it's thought to be the most important stage, period. Yeah, we all love a good REM sleep, getting those dreams and stuff like that. But like I said before, sometimes we dream outside of REM sleep. So, and dreams aren't even necessarily a a marker for good health or marker for you know oh yeah I dreamt last night that means I slept good and I woke up all restorative. Now with uh stage three uh NREM stage three that is actually where we have delta waves present which are I say I said I wasn't gonna talk about waves and stuff but here I am. Um just one little quick thing. I promise. It's never quick. But Delta waves that is thought to be where we have some of that restorative uh, benefit from our, uh, from our sleep occur. So that's when all the, all the cleaners come through and take out all the metabolic waste and stuff and make sure that our bodies are rejuvenated, revitalized, and ready to take on the day the next day or in the morning, depending on when you go to sleep. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so the Deep state, uh, deep sleep, deep state, <laughs> uh, deep sleep um, is when uh, all of that's going to be beneficial, and that's when you're going to get that that major benefit of that immune immune. oh my goodness, immune boost benefit. We did it. And finally, we arrive at REM sleep. REM sleep is the stage where, as we all know, it's the primary dream stage, uh, dream state, I should say where our body becomes paralyzed that way we don't act out our dreams unless you are I wasn't going to say it but now I'm going to say it unless you're my girlfriend she likes to do a little little shoulder action um while I'm sleeping and it's it's great I love her but you know sometimes when it's like two in the morning and she's doing a little shoulder action I don't I you know it's it's less than ideal let's just say because then that affects my quality of sleep, which we'll get into in a later episode. And we'll also have another episode on some more sleep hygiene things that you can do to help avoid uh, some of these sleepers. Some sleep saboteurs, we'll call them. Anyways, back to REM sleep. One thing that is, I guess, kind of a common misconception about REM sleep is that a lot of people think it's the deepest sleep that you're going to be in throughout the night. However, that's actually not true because, as we know now, because we are all um, just sleep experts, that's deep sleep because it just makes sense. But REM sleep is actually the stage that mimics the awake cycle most closely. Um, so they found that the brain waves that that occur throughout the day during a, a person that's awake actually is similar to uh, brain waves that occur during REM sleep. Now, why that exactly happens, your guess is as good as mine, and your guess is as good as the scientist, because there's a lot of conflict between that, and not a lot of people know the true reason why that occurs. Obviously, there's hypotheses, you know, it's, you're sleeping, and you're, you're dreaming, so it just makes sense that if I'm dreaming about moving, and I'm moving in the daytime, well, then it just goes hand in hand. But at the same time, it's like why do some people have dreams about dragons if they'd never seen a dragon? Or why do people dream about you know something that hasn't happened yet and then that exact same thing happens the next day? Now I'm not here to you know explain all of that because I honestly don't know. But if I do ever find out, I will let you guys know. That is all I have for you guys today on the different sleep cycles. However, I want to leave you guys with a, you know, little, little treat, you know, at the end of each one of these episodes that I'm doing, um, for at least for sleep, I'm going to give you a couple sleep hygiene tips. And then on the next following episodes, we're going to give you even more and even more and even more until the series is over. And then you're going to be full of sleep hygiene success. Um, and then you guys can share it with me hey drew i did this that and the other last night and it actually helped i was able to run my first marathon because of you you're welcome (laughs) um but yeah so the first one first tip that i'm going to give you is going to be the most essential be consistent i know it's novel Consistency has actually been shown to be the single one thing that can affect your circadian rhythm and allow you to be able to get into a deeper sleep and allow you to stay asleep longer and feel more restful in the in the daytime or if you're working night shift in the nighttime, um, which is another thing. But anyways, it'll allow you to feel more restored and as we always say, rejuvenated, revitalized, and ready to conquer the world. <laughs> um, and that's just because, like we talked about in the beginning, your circadian rhythm is the, the main reason why your body feels awake and feels uh, tired, is that buildup of adenosine, um, which can be held off by caffeine. So, you know, holding off on caffeine after 12 o'clock or... Um, Whether that's, you know, taking a a nap in the middle of the day to lower some of that adenosine that builds up, otherwise known as sleep pressure, that will allow us to, um, I I didn't want to use the word optimize, I (laughs) didn't want to do it, but optimize your sleep-wake cycle. Lesson number two, or sleep hygiene tip number two. That is going to be exercise. Exercise is an activity that can build up a lot of sleep pressure, unless, of course, you're doing, you know, a HIIT workout at, you know, 11 p.m. and you're going to bed at, I don't know, 11.30. This obviously isn't the most ideal thing to do, because, like, you just boosted your your heart rate through the roof, you boosted up your... Your blood pressure, your your uh, circadian rhythm right now is is looking at you like, dude, what what is going on? Like, well, are we being chased by a bear? It's time to go. Your sympathetic nervous system's through the roof, freaking out. How are you supposed to just you know drop dead into sleep right after doing something like that? Unless you, of course, you have a uh, sleep disorder, which will be an episode down the road. But exercise. Uh, or I should say regular exercise throughout the day or early in the morning or in the afternoon, even later at night, as long as it's, you know, not right before bed, can be beneficial for building up some of that sleep pressure throughout the day, allowing you to have uh, the feeling of or need to go to sleep um, when it is time to actually go to sleep and not have it be at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., in order for you to go to sleep. And we're going to give you one more because I'm feeling oh so generous today. I'm just a nice guy. You guys know what it is. You guys know who I am. So we're going to do it. We're going to give you one more sleep hygiene tip slash lesson that we will learn because when we know better, we do better. Shout out to my mom. And what that last lesson is going to be is working on your mental health easier said than done, right? But some things you can do throughout the day or right before bed is getting yourself into a routine to where right before I go to bed, I do, you know, five minutes of uh, breathing or five minutes of meditation or, you know, I do 10 minutes of journaling or I like to um, do some yoga, some restorative yoga right before bed, whatever it may be, Whatever allows you to get into that mindset of being calm, cool, and collected. That way it'll allow your body to be restored, revitalized, rejuvenated, ready to conquer the day, as you always say. But that is all I got for you guys today. I'll catch you on the next one.